This is Adam from Unstoppable Actors Studio in Scotland. And this is Jared from Actors Approach in America. And together, we are two guys talking craft. A one-hour podcast where we talk about the craft of acting. Explore the various acting techniques from all the master acting teachers. And help you grow your acting skills. Two guys talking craft. Two guys talking craft. It sounds much better when Adam says it. Yeah, it does. This is Two Guys Talking Craft. Hey, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of Two Guys Talking Craft. It's going to be myself, Adam Coots from Unstoppable Acting Studio, based over here in Scotland, and my fabulous, fabulous even, hmm, fabulous friend Jared from Actors Approach Craft Technique Toolkit, who will be along just in a little second. And boy, this evening, we'll just let Jared come and join us. He'll be here any minute. And welcome everybody who's joining us in the live right now as well. Really good to see you. And here's Jared. Hey, Adam. How are we doing? Good, good. You called me fabulous. That's uh, that's awesome. I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I, I could have used a variety of adjectives to describe you there. Uh, yeah, they could have been all sorts. So <laughs> it was just one of them. <laughs> you're, you're wearing glasses today. Let me let me put my glasses on. And that that sweater that you have on looks really nice too. So thanks, my man. It's Thank nice you very much. You got the sweater memo. You know, we we always try and match a little bit, right? Sure. Wonderful. Wonderful. There we go. <laughs> Excellent stuff. And all treating <laughs> well over in New Jersey in this December day. It uh, it snowed today. Oh. Has it snowed by you yet? No, not at all. Just uh, just perpetual rain, Jared, for about. It's not sticking. It's just it's just snowing a little bit, but it's good. Ooh. Well, well, lucky you guys. You might get that that old white Christmas that everybody talks about. <laughs> um, but hey, we're here today on episode ten, Jared, where we're going to be. I know it's crazy. We're we're, we're going to be pulling apart uh, some quality uh, character objectives and questioning so uh, strategies that, that we picked up over the years and we're, we're going to use a scene um to dive into as well right yeah i uh, i i pulled a scene uh from uh, the movie tootsie um, yeah sydney pollock and dustin hoffman's scene it's uh it's it's one that i've come across many times in acting classes and it's such a fun scene it's such a great movie um, and I think it really serves a really good uh, template for what we're going to be exploring today about questioning and objectives. I, I love it. I love this scene. And um, I obviously knew the movie. I never really, um, yeah, never really thought of this scene as a bit of a scene study thing. I, I think it's got huge legs. And um, yeah, as always, gang, we're all about uh, making these things as actionable and as applicable as possible to you guys uh, tuning in. So uh, we are going to share these techniques and strategies as we look at this scene from um, Tootsie and we hope that these are things that you guys can take away and use again and again and again just by tuning in very briefly with us that is the hope right Jared that's the hope yeah for for sure for sure um, so I mean obviously while you and I are preparing for these sessions we're constantly thinking about not only, you know, selfishly, what would be interesting to us, but what's the most beneficial and useful. And you, you've used this word before, actionable, for people that, you know, join us and uh, listen in and, and participate in these sessions. And so, yeah, I, I think that today's 
topic where we're going to be looking at trying to figure out who the characters are by asking some simple but intelligent and insightful questions uh, and then taking the answers to those questions and then leading us down the path of trying to figure out what does the character actually want and at a high level breaking down that objective about what they want in a few different ways that is not typically explored um, at the foundation uh, character and script analysis level. It's just going one step a little bit deeper. And so some of the things that we're, that we're going to talk about may be net new to people, um, or it may be things that you know people just naturally do, but uh, may not have the vocabulary about, oh, I, I, I do that all the time, but this, I, I didn't know that that's what it was actually called or didn't know what I was doing. So it's, I think it's good to put some sort of a structure around it. No, wonderful. Absolutely. Um, that, that sounds a fantastic roadmap there over this next yeah. little while that we'll be following. So um, we, we mentioned, right, it might be an idea to, to share this scene um, so people have a bit of a, an idea as to the scene we're yeah. looking at. Um, for those of you who don't know the film, a very famous Dustin Hoffman film, right, from the 80s? Is that where it's from? Yeah. 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 And, and you've got to see the film, right? If you ain't seen it, it's, it's, it's a classic, right? They they turned it into um, what do you call it uh, a, a Broadway musical Tootsie, mm. but yeah the movie it's mm -hmm. a class it's a classic movie, um, you know Dustin Hoffman is this this struggling actor who's passionate about his craft right, just like us, and he's not breaking through he seems to be very difficult to work with people in New York and Hollywood are really frustrated with him his agent has had enough with him. And he's doing everything he can to have a successful acting career. And he ultimately goes on this path of cross-dressing and becoming this incredibly famous soap opera actress. Uh, that's, you know, and, and then, you know, obviously the, the journey that he goes in and, and how he evolves and the relationships that he has along the way. Um, but yeah, what, what a great, great, great movie. Oh, and, and hilarious as well, right? And I nearly forgot to say to everybody, Jared, of course, please interact as much as possible. If you're joining us on Instagram Live, please drop in the comments and ask questions and make comments throughout. We, we love that. Like, that. That's part of the reason why we, why we do this as well. Obviously, yeah. if you're listening on podcasts, you, you can't do that, but no, you can join us on a live every second Wednesday on Instagram. Um, so I've got, I've got the script in front of me here. Um, yeah, you do that fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so you're you're going to read for the Dustin Hoffman character, Michael, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll read the old curmudgeon. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, Fantastic. The agent. Yeah. the agent, right? And he's just, to give people context, he's just stormed into the agent's office, right? Um, yep. the, the the actor, the Dustin Hoffman character, and he's, he, he doesn't sound best pleased with what's going on. Um, is basically it. I'm going to spare uh, the, the wider public my American accent here, Jared, uh, just cold because that's going to be ridiculous. So I'm going to be a Scottish uh, guy talking about New York and Syracuse and all that stuff. But there we go. Yeah, but that seems very <laughs> selfish of you. I, I feel like you should bless us with your quality American accent. <laughs> one day, one day when we do the accent show, that'll be the day I do it, right? <laughs> all righty. So he's just stormed in. And this agent, is, he's on the phone, right? Yeah, the agent's on the phone. Yep. Okay. Uh, hang, hang on one sec. Michael, will, will you wait outside, please? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the coast. 
This is a close two, George. New York is a close two. Oh, boy. Sid, are you... God, look, look, look what you do. Margaret, get him back on, will you? I cut myself off. Now, now, now what is it, Michael? Terry Bishop is doing Iceman Cometh, right? Then you promised me to, to send me up for that part? Am, am I wrong? Then you tell me I was going to get a reading for that? Aren't you my agent, too? Stuart Pressman wants a name, Michael. Oh, I see. Terry Bishop is a name. No, 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 no. My, Michael Dorsey is a name when, when you want to send a stake back. Michael Dorsey is a name. Wait, 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 wait. You, you always do this to me. I, it was a rotten thing uh, uh, to say, and I know it. Let me start all over again. Terry Bishop is on a soap opera. Millions watch him every day. He's, he, he's known. And that qualifies him to ruin Iceman Cubs. You know, I can act circles around that guy. I already played that part in Minneapolis. Look, if Stuart Pressman wants a name, that's his affair, okay? I know this is going to disgust you, Michael, but a lot of people are in this business to make money. <sighs> Don't make it like I'm some flake, George. I'm in this business to make money, too. Really? The, the Harlem Theater for the Blind? Strindberg in the Park? The, the People's Workshop of Syracuse? Okay, now, wait a minute. I did nine plays in eight months up in Syracuse. I happen to get great reviews from the New York critics. No, that's why I did it. No, of course not. God forbid you, you should lose your status as a cult failure. You think I'm a failure, Joe? Is that what you're saying to me? I, I will not get sucked into this conversation, Michael. I will not. Uh, okay, look. I sent you a play to read that my, my roommate wrote. It had a great part in it for me. Did you read it? Where, where the hell do you come off sending me your roommate's play for you to star in? I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm your agent. I'm not your mother. I'm not supposed to find you plays to star in. I'm supposed to field offers. So that's what I do. Field offers? Who, who told you that? The agent fairy? That, that was a significant piece of work. I could have been terrific in that part. Okay, Michael, nobody's going to do that play. Why? Because it's a downer. That's why, because no, nobody wants to produce a play about a, a couple that moves back to Love Canal. But that actually happened. Well, who gives a shit? Nobody wants to pay $20 to watch people living next to chemical waste. They, 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 they can see that in New Jersey. Look, I, I don't want to argue, okay? I'm going to raise the $8,000 myself so I can produce this play. And I want you to send me up for, for anything. I don't care what it is. I'll do dog commercials on television. I will do radio voiceovers. Michael, I can't put you up for any of that. Why not? Because no one will hire you. Oh, that's not true, man. I, I bust my ass to get a part, right? And you know I do. Yes, and you bust everyone else's ass too. That's what you do. I, a guy's got four weeks to put on a play. You, you, you think he wants to, to, to sit and argue about whether, whether, whether or not Tolstoy can, can, can walk when he's dying or, or walk when he's talking or, 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 or sing when, he, when he's walking? Oh, please. That was two years ago. And that guy is an idiot. Well, they, they can't all be idiots, Michael. You argue with everybody. You, you, you've got the worst reputation in this town. Michael, nobody will hire you. Are you saying that nobody in New York will work with me? No, 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 that, that, that's too limiting. Nobody in Hollywood wants to work with you either. I can't even send you up for a commercial. You played a tomato for 30 seconds. They went half a day over schedule because you wouldn't sit down. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't logical. 
You're a tomato. A tomato doesn't have logic. A tomato can't move. That's what I said. So you can't move. How's he going to sit down, George? I was a stand-up tomato. A juicy, sexy beefsteak tomato. Nobody does vegetables like me. I did an evening of vegetables off Broadway. I did the best tomato, the best cucumber. I did an endive salad that knocked the critics on their ass. Michael, I'm, I'm trying to stay calm here. You uh, are a wonderful actor. Thank you. But you're too much trouble. Get some therapy. Okay. Thanks. I'm going to raise $8,000 and I'm going to do Jeff's play. Michael, you're not going to raise 25 cents. No one will hire you. Oh, yeah? And that's the scene. All right. <laughs> okay, fun. A fun scene. A fun, fun scene. We probably acted like shit, but it's, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, we are acting for a phone cross-continent here, um, but I, I had fun regardless, so this is great. Um, I, what a great scene. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, and I, I, I think, you know, just uh, w when you start to read this, you, you yeah, you get a, a bit of a picture of these guys, like at a, a surface level, and like, yeah. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I probably haven't, you know, done, done as much prep bar the, the exercise we're going to share today uh, with um, everybody and, and sort of thinking about th those scenarios. But I think just by being able to drip in a little bit deeper, as always is the case, right? By being able to drip a little bit deeper, you, you start to unpack and unpeel yeah. some truths about these guys um, quite quite quickly, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with not doing any prep. That's really, you know, so now you and me and the, and the people that are, that are with us here, we're going to figure it out together, right? Mm. So... So the, the two things that we're supposed to be exploring today are character analysis, foundation questions, mm. and then looking into the script and into our intuition and our imagination to get answers to those questions. And then from there, lead into questions about objectives. What do we want? How are we going to go, go after it? So why don't you, uh, you kick us off with, you know, what, what are some simple but poignant foundation questions that an actor should ask to get things started to understand who is this person 100 percent. no i happy to and, and we've done a previous episode where we we look quite in depth at you know a, a number of questions that maybe an actor asks uh before a scene um just to maybe make them sort of get to the stage of being quite emotionally full yeah and, and maybe being able to walk in and attack the scene and that, that that's in a previous episode that you can listen to on the two guys talking crap podcast um however these questions i'm going to share today is just that right um is that you know I've, I've looked at this script a couple of times and i felt like you know i i wanted to get this to know this guy a little bit better in a very quick uh scenario you know to, to dive a little bit deeper under the surface and understand a bit more, you know, from just a surface level. So this right. is this is a technique that I often do, not just with a scene, but I, I do it with a whole play or a whole sort of TV script. And it's as simple as asking these three questions and, and sort of, um, yeah, very sort of um, rigidly going, going through each scene and, and it's seeing um, which lines fit in certain categories. So 
the first thing that I always ask um, myself with this exercise, I, I don't have a catchy name for it. Maybe we could think of, you know, Instagram people out there or Jared, maybe think of a catchy name for this exercise. But first thing I think of is what is everything that the character says about themselves? Because I think that can be quite telling. What, what are the things that come out of the person's mouth where they're actually sort of, you know, describing themselves? Because quite a lot of time, like, what comes out of here um, is what maybe the character wants to be interpreted as. Or it's 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 maybe um, a visage of the what lies beneath how they really feel, what they really think of themselves, right, is what comes out of the mouth. And I always, always find it really interesting, really quite telling um, just that exercise alone, everything that character says about themselves. The next uh, bit that I dive into is everything that the character says about other people, about other characters that are in the play as well. I, I guess in, in this instance, we get a very small window into Michael and the, the other characters that he thinks about because it's quite a short scene. But yeah, again, that is quite a telling thing. Are they quite negative towards other people? Are they positive towards other people? Like, what are they feeling, you know, around others? And, and how do they describe them, basically? And then finally, the final section, I hope you're taking notes, people, because, I, yeah, I, I can't write these down for you. Finally, we go into everything the other characters say about your character that you're playing, because then this is quite different to what your character says about themselves, <laughs> This is really quite revealing, right? Because your character might think they're interpreted in some way in the world that they inhabit, in the world that they live in. But the other characters, like, chances are you can pick up some patterns there as to how the other people are interpreting them and how, how they find they are. And from these th three little, I guess, filters, yeah, these three little funnels, what you can start to produce is see some maybe themes and patterns and start to understand your character a little bit deeper. Yeah. The questions are very, very simple. The act of writing them all down <laughs> takes a little bit more time. Like, you know, so for this scene, it didn't take long. I'll be honest. It took me, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes to write down all of it from a short scene like that. You do it for an entire play. It takes quite a long time to do this process, but boy, it's rewarding. And, and I think you've done it before, Jared, this exercise as well, right? Every time I work on a part, yeah, I, I, I will not ever um, approach any role without doing some form of character and script analysis. Sure. It gives, it gives you a foundation upon which to, to build this truth. Hey, so I want to make just a, a couple of comments about um, two of the three questions. The, the middle question that you asked about, um, you know, things that they say about other people, how they relate to them is really telling and wonderful in terms of how you relate to people. Um, so it's a critically important, but the, 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 the bookend questions are the ones that I want to just make some comments on right now. So mm -hmm. when you ask uh, the question, what do I say about myself? How do I describe myself? If you don't juxtapose it by asking the question, how do others see me? How do they describe me? How does the world see me? Then the actor only has a piece of the total puzzle of who this character is. And so if you're only building your character based upon the answers to the question of how do I describe myself? Then when other people in the play describe you and you, the actor, haven't done anything to fulfill that side of who you are, 
then everything that the other people say is going to come across as, you know, missing the mark or inauthentic to the audience. Mm. And so it really becomes important for the actor to have a very uh, clear picture of how this character sees themselves and how other people see them so that they're a complete human being. Mm. And, and if, if those things align, right? So if the way that the character describes themselves is this very similar to how other people describe them, then, then the character you know, has a high level of self-awareness. However, if there's vast differences between the way that the character sees themselves and the world sees them, look, then this character is not really self-aware. But you, the mm. actor, need to be much smarter than the character because you can't mm. just play one side of it, right? It's so important to ask, ask both of those questions. 100%. And, and, you, and you still need to play that, that character's truth, right? You still need to play, if, if I'm playing... And that's a, a nice question to ask people in a little minute, really. What you know, where does Michael fall in that? Do you think Michael is? If you saw the scene that Jared and I shared, do you think Michael is congruent to how his um, agent George sees him, or is there real differences? That'd <laughs> no, be an interesting okay. question. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, you, you still have to you know believe it as much as Michael does, right? That, that um, if he's yes. saying he's a shit hot actor you need to believe that, that too, right? But yeah, you've got that obligation as an actor to also consider that. The other side is to how the other people see them. I, I think that's a great point, Jared. Fantastic. So um, yeah, I don't know if the people that are, are with us caught our little acting scene earlier on, but um, yeah, w would it be a surprise to you, I guess is our question, if you want to jump in the, the comments, would it be a surprise to you if Michael, what he said about himself in this scene doesn't quite match up with how George sees him. I, th I think if you saw the scene, it'd probably be quite quite obvious there. But yeah, it's quite, um, quite obvious that, you know, that <laughs> Michael sees himself as this um, kind of like a a well trained, well seasoned, quality actor, and the world through George's comments sees Michael as a total pain in the ass, an annoying mosquito that just you know just constantly around causing problems. Literally the world right like I, I, I it doesn't seem like he's got any redeemable features from anybody in the industry whatsoever from what george is saying and i, I will read all of these out. I've, I've got a list of you know everything that michael says about himself everything yeah, michael share, says about share about and everything george says about michael and and it lasts about two pages you know so you can get you can get quite in depth in a very yeah. short space of time just from doing this exercise i'd say but let, let's pick out some so and I'll try and do that juxtaposed thing. I'll try and do, you know, real differences here. Yeah. So, you know, um, Michael says, I, I could have been terrific in that part. I happened to get great reviews from the New York critics. That's not why I did it. <laughs> um, I bust my ass to get a part. And you know I do. I was a stand-up tomato. I think that was that was a really nice one, you know. A, a juicy, sexy beefsteak tomato. Nobody does vegetables like me. <laughs> is what it said. Um, you know, so there's there's very little that is self-deprecating from Michael's point of view. It is uh, much more, you know, that just people about, don't realize. Uh, I can I can act circles around that guy. I can act, of course. I'm uh, yeah, I can't. I can act circles around that guy. Um, he's all about people just don't understand the truth about me and they will, you know, and, and, and that drives him, right? I, I imagine right. from that end line, I'm going, I'm going to raise this $8,000 and I'm going to do Jeff's play anyway. He doesn't care what people think about him. He knows the truth about himself and that's all that, that he cares about. So even when 
the agent George says, um, calls him a cult, a cult failure. Cult failure. Yeah. Yeah. A, that that one jumped out at me as like one of the most um, like eviscerating. It's like it, it's it's sort of thrown out there, but it's such an eviscerating line, like a cult failure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. This is it. Um, he doesn't like just say you can't hire him. Sort of once. I think I think it's sort of mentioned a, a couple of times in the melee there. You know, like that he can't hire him. Uh, nobody will will. Uh, you, can, you can't put him up for audition. Sorry, nobody will hire him. Um, he, he really and I say, I say that at least times. three times. No one will hire you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy still there in the office. Uh, quite, you know. He's getting wound up about it, but he's quite oblivious to the fact that, no, I'm trying to tell you a bit of a truth here, my friend. I'm trying to put this across to you in the nicest way possible. Um, you couldn't even play a tomato, you know? Like, nobody wants, yeah. nobody in Hollywood wants to work with you. Uh, you've got one of the worst reputations in town, Michael. So I think instantly, when we have this this clash, this contrast in the beliefs between two two people already, you, you've got the makings of a really interesting... Uh, see right that's, that's going on there um and it's interesting you know just just to touch on some of the things he says about other people what michael says about the other characters and that is all very condescending you know offensive stuff really yeah. you know like um patronizing terry bishop's doing ice man cometh yeah um and that qualifies him to ruin ice man cometh terry bishop is a name it's all very bitter it's all very um, you, you know, if he if he spent as much energy in looking at himself, and this is this is Adam Coots talking. I, if I was playing Michael, I'd have to find a way to love him and all that stuff. But I feel like if he spent as much time analyzing himself and his own performances rather than yeah. other people's, he'd probably be in a different place, right? Yeah, um, I, I I want to talk a little bit about um, George. Mm. So th there's not a lot in this script that we just read where. George talks about himself. Mm. And so if we're going to use the, the three-legged stool of what do I say about myself? What do others say about me? And how do I talk to other people? How, how do I relate to those other people to help define who I am? If I only had this scene to go off of, I can make an assumption that George has status over Michael and the way that I am talking to him is, is very unkind. Mm. And so the relationship is crystal clear. I, it, it's played its course. It's run its course. And I'm done. You know, I, mm. I, I need to get rid of him. I need to sever this relationship. I need to placate him. Mm. And so I can create a character of who I am, not based upon the answers to the question of what do I say about myself and how do other people describe me? Because really only Michael in this scene that he describes me as I'm, I'm his agent, right? There's very mm. little about Michael describing George um, as a person. So if, mm. if I only have how I talk to other people, how I treat other people, I still think that with inside this, you know, two page scene, I could do enough. I can find enough in there to create that character. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. No, no, it is an interesting point. You know, it's very little about him himself as, as well there. Like, um, and, and yeah, like just generally, I, I don't know from doing this little exercise, because I, I purposely was like, right, what, what have I just, you know, do, do very little prep other than this, this thing and and I did feel in a place I, I understood him 
quite a bit more than my first ever surface read just just from doing this alone and I, and I think yeah, it's as you say you know it, it goes back to that thing it sets hugely you know uh, fantastic foundations just to just to build yeah. from the, the hope would be that you'd build from here you wouldn't just use this and then jump in a scene sort of thing but it gives you that you know analysis that, of, look of if, if somebody hands you a side you know at an audition and you don't have a lot of time and you've got to make some decisions instead of going off of concept look into the script as the source from which you make your decisions and these simple questions can be the roadmap that you follow to help make some intelligent choices that are probably going to be close to what is expected of you yeah and, and, and i guess that's that, that's it right if you pick it up and you go on instinct um it, you might get this general wash of the feel of the character whereas i i feel from just from doing this I can be a, a bit more nuanced and a bit more specific than I would have been right. otherwise because I've based my choices in some right. kind of um, evidence, Fact. really. You know? yeah, it's, like, ev it's evidence. Yeah. It is. It's, it's evidence-based character creation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then the, any elements of doubt that I might have, I might, am I making a right choice? Like, there's no such thing as a right matter? choice. But yeah, you know, we're, like, we're um, but, yeah. but I feel, but I feel justified, kind of thing. Yeah. In that, like, oh no, I noticed that about about that character. So, I I'd highly recommend it. I I know it's probably quite a common one. Um, I hope you know some of you maybe discovered it for the the first time and are going to take this away. So, just in conclusion, this question in one, you, you talk about everything the character says about themselves, everything the character says about other people, and everything the other characters say about your character. And it's quite an exposing thing. So I, I recommend you take that one away and, and see what happens for the people. So Adam, just a, a quick selfish plug. So sure. a, a while ago, I wrote a blog on, on my website about, about this, and I call it the three-legged stool. And uh, you know, look, we've, we have <clears throat> different experiences and different training. And so my three questions were, what do I say about myself? What do others say about me? And what do I do? Right. The third mm. one, what do I do? And it's not it's not just your occupation. It's mm. how, how do I behave? What are things that I physically do, emotionally do, psychologically do? And so uh, your third question about how I treat other people is a variation of that. So if anybody wants to read that blog that I wrote, they could go on to my website, actorsapproach.com, click on the blog and then scroll down and look for the, the little piano stool. Wonderful. I, I highly recommend it. Like well, Jared, being a good friend of mine, like, I always love diving into his books. Um, always okay. very useful, very actionable. We've um, got a, a shout out from South Africa again. So, hello from South thank Africa. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> we really appreciate when, when it. See that. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Thank you so much for tuning in. And, and, and thank you, Amy, for sharing your thoughts there. Amy Cooch, shout out to Amy Cooch, acting with courage. <clears throat> Check it out on Instagram. Uh, thank you very much. Hope you take that one away uh, with you. Um, so yeah, we, we've dived into a bit of uh, questioning on this one, Jared. On on this Tootsie yeah. scene, I'm very, I'm loving this Tootsie scene. I, you know, like uh, I'm going <laughs> to definitely look at this one again. It's so much fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then I, I guess would it be fair to say that you know what you're going to look into with objectives for this, mm -hmm. this second half of our yeah. um yeah life today? Is is it that you're addressing some misconceptions with objectives would that be fair to say or i don't know if i would classify it as misconceptions just um maybe more uh, of a narrow understanding of what could be explored mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so just trying to expand the the questioning or the the idea of what's in an objective um mm -hmm. 
and anything that you come up with, I think is gonna is gonna help. But if we've got a, you know, a broader playing field, it'll inform new things, new moments. Um, so uh, maybe about moving past the surface, the, the the surface of it, and sort of letting things expand a little bit. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. So I think most actors understand that, and an objective is something that the character is fighting for. What, what do I want? What am I trying to accomplish? What's at stake? Why, why am I fighting for this thing? Whatever it may be, right? It's my goal. It's a thing that, I, that I'm fighting for, and it keeps me on path. It keeps me on task, right? It gives me that motivation to go fight for something. And if I don't have that defined at all, then I'm just trying to feel something and trying to say something and it all becomes very scattered. And so objectives keep us very focused, right? But in general, most of the time when actors are trying to figure out what my objective is, it seems to be very selfish. What's in it for me? What do I want? What am I fighting for? And there's very little thought about the interaction between the two people. And so this objective, typically when actors are first looking at it is unidirectional. It's, you know, from me to you. And whether you care or not, I'm gonna fight for it. But the beauty of script analysis and asking one question a little bit below that is, is you know, what's in it for you as well? What's the bi-directionality of it? If I don't care about how what I want is affecting you, then I'm not really paying any attention to how what I'm doing is affecting you and then in turn affecting me. So it becomes very limited and, and selfish. So I wanna just give you some uh, unidirectional and bidirectional objectives to help clarify this concept that I'm talking about. So. If I say that Michael is coming in to confront George, whether George cares or not is irrelevant. Michael's going to come at him full steam ahead and confront him. But if Michael changes his objective from to confront and change it to intimidate, all of a sudden, George is actively involved in that, right? A confrontation is one way from me to you, but intimidation requires the involvement of the other person. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, insult. I'm going to insult you. So Michael is in, he's being insulted by George. George is in, insulting Michael, but it's it's just one way. I'm throwing out these this cult failure, right? It's an insult. But if I damage you then all of a sudden you're involved in that. You are affected by it. It's going two ways. So if my objective is to damage you as opposed to insult you, I then make sure that not only am I sending that message out, but I'm actively looking for how that affects you and then in turn mm -hmm. affects me. If I'm just insulting you, it's just going one way. But if, I'm, if, I'm, if my objective is to damage you, I'm looking it for it to just pierce you and see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the flip side, um, to compliment, right? My objective is to, to compliment you versus to inspire, mm. right? So if I inspire you with those compliments, you are actively involved in that. It's no longer one way. What do I want? Very selfish, right? 
And I think that, and it's not to say that you should always find bi-directional objectives. Sometimes the unidirectional, what's in it for me is the right and best choice. But I think that if actors just take a little bit more time to try to find the give and take that bi-directionality, just by the nature of involving the other person in that objective, you bring the, the relationship to a deeper place than it is if it's just one way. So I'll, I'll pause for just a second and, and see if you have any thoughts or if anybody had made any comments on the, uh, on the screen. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, just, just on the comment from, we, we've had a couple of comments tonight and it, we appreciate the, these comments and questions uh, about uh, maybe seeking additions from different parts of the world. We've had somebody join us from Turkey and South Africa. And if we have time, guys, just we, we want to stick to the topic and the thing that we're covering today. We want to add as much value as we, we can on this one. If we have time at the end, we'll, we'll come back to those. So thank you for asking those. Um, but yeah, I, I think the bi-directionality is, like, I think you put into words there, like, some, something that I, I never explicitly think about when I come to thinking of an objective, you know? And, and, and I think I probably do when I'm writing these objectives, sort of write them down from a place of, you know, quite quite a selfish place. However, my my philosophy with either the thing I love is like going onto the stage and trying to make a change in that other person. And and yeah. and, and I think what you've done there is make a bridge to that. Like you you've allowed me to sort of start thinking about it and, and sort of my thinking into well, this this is something that can really aid in a very specific way how I can make that, that, that change in the other person. Because that, that's yeah. where the magic happens. And ultimately, that is where, like, your character is going to get closer to achieving the thing that they want, right? That's they, it. They're not going to do it from this inward search. Like, it's, yeah. it's not going to happen, Absolutely right? You correct. need to yeah. put it out to the world, you know? Yeah. Um, just a, a couple quick comments. So um, Re Rebecca says, really interesting point, changing objectives to be less selfish, right? Then that's the point. It's... It, you're there with another living, breathing human being. It's not all about you, right? The other person's needs and wants and desires are equally important, They're equally important. <clears throat> um, and then GR Seddon, Griseddon, um, that makes the interaction much more nuanced, which is what it is in, in real life. Very useful thought. Yeah, it's exactly right. And I, I mean, just jumping on that as well, that, 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 you know, it is like in real life, right? Like you, you go in the office with, with your boss. It's a lot more about if, if you're going to succeed in that, making the change in them than it is you just letting out, out there everything, like, a, you know, emotional vomit <laughs> on them, isn't yeah. it? In the, in the business world, they call it the, the with them, you know, what's in it for me. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, it's like a sales guy. If you, if you don't, uh, do your sales pitch with the idea of what's in it for the other person, they, they tune out. So that's yeah. really the concept here is what do I want and how do I go about getting what I want in such a way that I force the involvement of the other person by simply finding the right word that pierces my heart in a way. And look, maybe in, in your mind or in your heart, if I say confront, you understand that to be bi-directional. Okay, so, so long as it makes sense to you. I'm saying for me to confront is this way, but to intimidate mm. is back and forth and back and forth and you know, to insult or to damage. You know, it, mm. I, I find the words in my objectives that make me go one step a little bit deeper and force that involvement from the other person. Mm. It drives the relationship, it drives the connection. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. And, it, you know, I, I do, like, I, I, I never thought, like, these two exercises that we're sharing tonight, I guess, are as closely linked as, as they are in terms of, like, um, you know, you, you can't think about the char- what the characters are saying about themselves without thinking about what the other characters are saying about them. You, you can't really come up with an objective that is just self-serving For sure. if it's not going to have an effect on the other character. Right. Like th- those are real sort of links and, and themes there, isn't it? And it's just it's just that 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 next level that you were talking about that that sort of yeah. diving deeper under the surface is is bringing the attention you know a- away from just you and your character into there's a whole world that my character inhabits here that they want to make yep. changes. In, you know. So then the other part of this looking at objectives slightly differently is this. So the the first one is the bidirectionality. And then the second one is this. Instead of being selfish again, what do I want? Right? What am I trying to accomplish? It's what do I want to give to the other person? What am I trying to give to them? And if I can reframe my objective in instead of it being this way, that it's that way you know, that I want to give you something. I want to give Michael an out. You know, I want, I want to give him permission to go off on his own. I want to give him his freedom. As opposed to selfishly, I, I want to cancel this contract. I want to sever my relationship with him. If I reframe that thought and say, I, I want to give him a gift of freedom, now, all of a sudden, I get what I want in a vastly different way that creates relationship as opposed to breaks it apart. Mm. So, again, mm. if you think about objectives, typically actors are going to be, what do I want? What's in it for me? Right. So it's very selfish. Just stop thinking selfish and find that bidirectionality. And then also ask the question, what do I want to give to the other person as opposed to what do I want? Mm. And you can use all three, right? You can use all three versions of it. But if you just stop and think about this process just a, a little bit more um, thoughtfully, then you really end up uh, creating a dynamic relationship with the other person. Sure. I, I, I'm trying to think of, you know, what, what would Michael want to give uh, George in the scene? You know, and, and if it is, I want, I want to give George the gift of, him, you know, him realizing he's so lucky, you know, he's got this amazing yeah. actor on his books. Like, like if he comes in with that, but unfortunately, there's history between these guys. Unfortunately, there's flaws on behalf of Michael, really, that's going to get in the way of that happening. You know, probably if he came in quite magnanimously and says, look, you know, George, you know, I've, I've been messing up. I've, I, I've not sure. been doing my best. I'm a pain in the ass, like I'll admit. You know, if he came in in that, in that right. Way, he would feel. Unfortunately, oh, that's not the scene, though, right? That's, that's not, not the scene. scene. That's not the scene. Yeah. You know, like um, that maybe George would change there, but but maybe he comes in with this energy of, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make George feel how lucky he is to have me, yeah. Yep. And then he gets in his he gets in the way. <laughs> um, he gets in. He gets in his own. He's a victim of everything that he does in the professional world. He's a victim of of doing that right here with with uh, George. Sure. Sure. So let's let's just ask the question. Uh, what what does Michael want? Mm. Let's let's figure this out. What do you want? What do I want? Let's answer the the selfish version the bi-directional selfless version and the giving version of it. And let's just read the scene again and just see what the hell happens differently this time. 
Sure. So, like sure. overall, what does Michael want? So am I going for selfish here? Or am I going yeah. for bi yeah. 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 Selfishly. Selfishly, he wants um, to be casting this, this his roommate's play. He, he wants uh, George to be pushing that to producers and stuff. So, um, I mean, if I was to boil it down, it's something a bit shorter and sharper. Um, I, I, I want to be recognized. I want to be, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I, yeah. I want to be, be recognized. Um, I want to be revered, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So then... How do I, uh, how do I modify that in some way that involves George in helping Michael mm -hmm. accomplish that? Sure, you know, because if, if I go in with I want to be recognized, that that is definitely another bidirectionality right. going so on. Right. So what's there. in it for what's um, in it for, for for George? What's in it for George? I, I have a word in my head that just popped in. Go, go, yeah, please, yeah. But do, do you have something that's at the, the tip of your tongue? Not, not off the top of my, tip of my tongue, Jack. Not could take me a time. So. Like a, a, um, a partnership, right? So mm. I, I, what do I, what do I want? I, you know, I, I want to create a, a you know, um, a, a, an everlasting partnership, a world class yeah. partnership. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we're we're going to go places here. You, you read this play by yeah. my by my roommate. You don't realize, man, you're going to be 10 times the agent that you're going to be. Right. And I'm going to help you get there. <laughs> right. What do I want to give? I, I want to, you know, like, this is, you know, uh, Michael talking to George in terms of, uh, you know, I want to give you the gift of wiping all the obstacles that have ever, you know, uh, faced you so that you yeah. can have the, the best life possible. You, you don't need to be on the phone to this, this guy, whoever, whoever is on the phone to, to the coast. You don't need to be because you've got the answer no. right here. <laughs> right? Let's go places together. Come on. Right. Okay. So if, if we shift the focus of I want to be famous, I want to be a star, I want to get, I want to get work, to I want to create this partnership. Yeah. Right? Now all of a sudden, and it doesn't mean that you abandon how you feel and your passion about what you're doing. It just it just augments or adjusts in some way moments along the way so that your two pages of reading are not all one thing, just you hammering him. Give me a job. Give me a job. Give me a job. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. No, I am 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on it. Cause, cause we already discussed, right? There's an inevitability here that Michael gets in his own way of, yeah. of this happening. You know, this, yeah. this, it's not quite going to happen. So yeah. So when, when we reread this, um, I'm really curious as to the moments that like spark and like, Oh, I, I could really make a good partnership out of this one. This is maybe this is where I'm trying to sell him a little bit as opposed to confront him. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. This All right. Let, let's fun. just read it. And so we'll, we'll uh, just for, for time's sake, let's just read, <laughs> maybe we'll read half of it. Yeah, don't worry about me. Who cares about me? <laughs> okay. Okay. <Yeah. laughs> All right. So this is, this is, yeah, this is, this is Michael yeah. going in forming his partnership. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so this is actually good because uh, I'm going to do the, exactly the same thing I did. Mm -hmm. And the only change is everything that you're doing. Right. Okay. And so how, how do you receive the same thing that I gave you the last time differently because your objectives have changed? That's actually a good litmus test. All right. All right. If you didn't join the scene before, uh, Michael is walking into his agent's office. His agent is George. And uh, yeah, he has one or two things to, to say to him. Uh, hang on a second, M Michael. Will you wait outside, please? I I I'm talking to the coast. 
This is a coast too, George. New York is a coast too. Oh, boy, so, so look what you made me do. Uh, Margaret, get, get, him, get him back on the phone. Well, yeah, I, I cut myself off. Now, what is it, Michael? T Terry Bishop is doing Ice Man Cometh, right? D didn't you promise to send me up for that part? Am I wrong? D didn't you tell me I was going to get a reading for that? Aren't you my agent too? Stuart Pressman wants a name, Michael. Oh, I see. T Terry Bishop's a name. No, no, no. Michael Dorsey is a name. Well, yeah, when you want to send your stake back, Michael Dorsey is a name. Wait, 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 wait. You always do this to me. It was a rotten thing for me to say. I know it. Let, let, let me start all over again. Terry Bishop is on a soap opera. Millions of people watch him every day. He's known. Ah, uh, that, and, and that qualifies him to, to ruin Iceman Cometh. You know, I can act circles around that guy. I already played that part in Minneapolis. Well, if Stuart Pressman wants a name, that's his affair, okay? I know this is going to disgust you, Michael, but a lot of people are in this business to make money. It, it don't make me out like, like I'm some fake, George. I, I'm in this business to make money, too. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, the, the Harlem Theater for the Blind? Uh, Strindberg in the Park? The People's Workshop of Syracuse? Uh, okay, now, now wait a minute. I did nine plays in eight months in Syracuse. I happen to get great reviews from New York critics. <laughs> not that's, that's why I did it. Oh, no, of course not. God forbid you should lose your standing as a cult failure. You think I'm a failure, George? Is that, is that what you're saying to me? I will not get sucked into this conversation. Michael, I will not. Uh, okay, Luke. I sent you a play to read that my roommate wrote. Had a great part in it for me. Did you read it? Where the hell do you come off sending me your roommate's play for you to star in? Huh? I'm, I'm your agent, not your mother. I'm not supposed to find plays for you to star in. I'm supposed to field offers. That's what I do. Uh, field offers? Who told you that? The, the agent, Fanny? That was a significant piece of work. I could have been terrific in that part. Michael, nobody's going to do that play. Why? Because it's a downer, that's why. Because no, nobody wants to produce a play about a couple moving back to Love Canal. But that actually happened. Well, who gives a shit? Nobody wants to pay $20 to watch people living next to chemical waste. They can, they can see that in New Jersey. Look, I, I don't want to argue about it, okay? I, I'm going to raise the $8,000 myself so I can produce this, this play. And I want you to send me up for anything. I don't care what it is. I'll do dog commercials on television. I'll do radio voiceovers. Michael, I can't put you up for that. Why not? Because nobody will hire you. Oh, that's not true, man. I bust my ass to get apart, right? And you know I do. Yes, yes, you bust, and you bust everybody else's ass too. That's what you do. A guy's got four weeks to put on a play. You think that, that he wants to sit around and argue with you, whether about Tolstoy can, 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 can talk while he's walking or die while he's walking? Or... Oh, please. That was two years ago, and that guy is an idiot. Well, they can't all be idiots, Michael. Huh? You argue with everybody. You, you've got the worst reputation in this town, Michael. Nobody will hire you. Are you saying that nobody in New York will work with me? Oh, no, that's too limiting. Nobody in Hollywood wants to work with you either. I can't, I can't even send you out for a commercial. You played a tomato for 30 seconds and they went a day and a half over schedule because you wouldn't sit down. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't logical. You're a tomato.
But tomato doesn't have logic. A tomato can't move. That's what I said. So if you can't move, how's he going to sit down, George? I was a stand-up tomato. A juicy, sexy beefsteak tomato. Nobody does vegetables like me. I did an evening of vegetables off Broadway. I did the best tomato, the best cucumber. I did an endive salad that knocked the critics on their ass. Wait, Michael, I'm trying to stay calm here. You, you are a, you're a wonderful actor. Thank you. But you're too much trouble. Get some therapy. Okay. Thanks. I'm going to raise $8,000 and I'm going to do Jeff's play. Michael, you're not going to raise 25 cents. No one will hire you. Oh, yeah? Okay, that's a scene. <laughs> uh, that's cool, man. Just, just that simple thing. I feel... I, I don't know. Like, I felt I was maybe coming from a bit of a lower status with Michael than I had done in the past. I went in all guns blazing that first time, and I definitely felt there was a lot more of that, yeah, that partnership vibe he was attempting to, to skirt yeah. around. Um, you know, it was much more where it was like, I accuse you of being, uh, you know, a shit agent was, was where I was maybe coming from before. I, I felt a lot right. more like, Hey, you know, don't don't say these things about me. Don't come on, like you know, it, it just came from a a bit of a a different place. I felt I was trying to bargain with him a bit more. Than, That's a know, good I, word, yeah, bargain, yeah. yeah and look, yeah. It, it's we're rehearsing. We're trying to figure this out. It's it's not right or wrong, right? We're just exploring. We're working on the craft technique of digging a little bit deeper into objectives by not just thinking about it from a selfish perspective. What's in it for me? But how is this involving you and what do I want to give to you? Just analyze it a little bit deeper. And yet it was vastly different. It was probably um, not right for mm -hmm. the whole thing, but maybe mm -hmm. in moments it could be, right? Yeah. Maybe in moments it could be. It just gives you some insight into how to break that moment down a little bit deeper. Sure. And, and we never, we didn't have the chance to do that on, on your side as well and on your part and sort of like, you know, maybe looking at tearing apart the, those objectives and stuff like that. And, it, and then it becomes this dance, right? It comes this, this sort of bouncing right. back and forth. Um, and yeah, like, um, and it'd be really interesting to see where it goes because I, I think you're right. The, the answer isn't one thing or, or the other really of what, yeah, what we've done tonight. It's probably a whole combination, you know. Uh, Rebecca, yeah. thanks for your comments tonight, Rebecca. More vulnerable which gave it more layers, she said. Right. Okay. Thanks, Rebecca. Great. Um, yeah, so, no, I, yeah, I, yeah, I love that. You were much softer in this version, right? It was less confrontational, less, less hostile. Mm. Right? And mm. it seemed mm. like instead of you coming in for a fight, you were coming in for some sort of a collaboration. Like, let, mm. we're in this together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm very interested. And, and, and automatically, yeah, it just seemed like George had a much higher status. Like, he yeah, didn't need to ship yeah. for, for anyone through that, you know. Yeah. Um, and it, it's interesting. I, I'd be really interested to play around with it a lot, a lot, lot more. And, and I think that, that, to me, Jared, like, what you've illustrated tonight is, yeah, it, it just puts in the words. As I, I think you said that at the start of, of tonight's Instagram Live. Puts in the words something that I, yeah, I wish I had sort of, words for in the, in the past. Like, like, I love that bi-directionality when looking at objectives is going to be something great. that really sticks with me for this, like 100%. Great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I love it. And I again, it. it's, it's yeah. not that you should abandon the unidirectional objectives, right? There are moments where that is the only and best choice. 
right? Sure. One is not better than the other. They just help you discover new uh, interpretations or understanding of the piece. That's all. Sure. No, I, I do think I've been guilty when I've been writing objections and stuff to be unidirectional. Yeah, because it's easy. So no, it's I, easy, I to, it's easy to be selfish. Yeah, it's easy yeah. to think about what, what do I want? What do I want? Yeah, yeah. one million percent. One million percent. Yeah. No, thank be you very much. Be a little bit more generous. Yeah, that's all. Just be a little bit more generous. Exactly. Exactly. All right, no, so I... we've got just a couple of minutes left. Let's uh, mm. let's wrap up. Uh, hey, Absolutely. We, it's that time we, already. We're working on a new jingle. So I... Uh, <laughs> well, maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll put that out soon. The, uh, the I think we're going to unleash the unleash the jingle beast for unleash episode. Two. Jingle, that, would be apt. that would be apt. Look forward to that, people. It, it's yeah. crying. It's, it's very very good. Um, and then uh, we unfortunately we haven't got time to answer our, our questions from our friends from around the world, but we. Uh, really hope you can uh, continue to pursue the journey. That's that's what we're all about, you know. Like just pursue that journey that you're on, friends. And, and you know, in a, in a sense, don't worry so much, you know, about the additions, about becoming the best actor in the world. Like just go on the journey consistently, day by day by day, and you will make progress. You know, even if you commit one percent each and every of, of your yeah. day, and, and you'll you'll get there. Right? That, that's our that's our thing, Jared, isn't it? Uh, Absolutely. And I'm just I'm laughing because my daughter uh, joined here and she just said that the jingle is very good. But I, I know she, <laughs> she shredded it apart, but out of love. Peace and love. Peace That's and me, love. Tori. Nice to see you there. Like you like the jingle. Thank you for joining. It's too, Thank you. It's too funny. <laughs> um, great. Well, Jared, where, where can these guys uh, find yourself if they want to dive in and uh, check you out elsewhere on the interweb? Sure. Yeah. So the, uh, the actors approach toolbox is the uh, Instagram ID and then actors approach.com is the website. So come follow us. And then also, uh, you know, at uh, two guys talking craft, um, you can follow us, the two of us there as well. Absolutely. Please, please do. Yeah. That, that'd be great guys. And then and as you, always, where, where are you at? Uh, you, you guys can find me on here. You can find me on Twitter, Unstoppable Acting Studio. But but please do. It's amazing to see as we, we're looking into where people are listening to this podcast, Jared. Like, yeah. we have people from New Zealand, people from uh, parts of Africa, like all over the world. It's, it's crazy, you know, like, and, and thank you so, so much. We really appreciate it. So please, if you want to listen to previous episodes, you can get us um, on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. So check us out on those platforms as well. And and thank you so much for, for joining us tonight, everybody. We hope you got value. We hope you can take something away from this, even if it's a teeny tiny little nugget. That would be great. But Jared, I wish you all the very best, my friend. Thanks, Adam. And we'll, we'll be back in two weeks for our holiday extravaganza. A holiday. The two guys talking craft holiday extravaganza is coming yeah. at you, people. Get ready. Get ready. Launcher. Slander, till then.